listening to I'm Telling You. You're listening to You're listening to I'm Telling You. Hey fam, welcome back to another episode of I'm Telling You. I am telling you. <laughs> As always, your antics fill the host, Philly D. Mr. Gemini. Cookie clacker fact checker, Mr. J.D. <laughs> yeah, if you, uh, if you want to reach out to us, uh, you can hit us up uh, collectively at uh, ITY at directionsandmusic.org. Or, or P-H-I-L-L-Y-D at yeah. directionsandmusic.org. Yeah, and if you uh, want to hit up Gemini, then you can uh, Gemini, G-E-M-I-N-I, at directionsmusic.org. Yeah, and for uh, first-time listeners, this is a 30-year friendship of uh, you and I just chopping it up, talking about everything and nothing all at the same time. Yeah, we just put mics on, that's all. Yeah. We just, this is this is us. And we throw in some dad jokes and movie quotes, and we Wait, got a That is a show. Her. Wait a minute. Isn't, that is a show. This is us. This is, I don't know, maybe. This isn't that, but this is This, <laughs> this is not that, in fact. Oh uh, yeah, and uh, yeah. If you honestly, if you uh, if you're just checking in and uh, hearing us, you should pop on before us and check out Larry K. Because for real, yeah. yeah, we got some great stuff here on DIM. We he's really got do. some life changing, like Dude, he has old great. School, I mean, all rock and roll, but I mean, about as old as you can go. Like he goes way back. He he does have a widespread. He really does. I mean, you're talking multiple decades. He really does. And then he also throws in like some really cool, like educational, you know, like those weird little don't need to know facts, but that's so cool to know that kind of a thing. And apparently he might listen to us a little bit too. So yeah, possible. I think he does. I'm pretty sure he does. That, that's pretty rock on. That's pretty awesome. Well, like, I mean, he was trying, it sounded like he was trying to nail down what the show is. And I love the fact that it's so elusive that you can't even figure out. <laughs> even we don't know what this I, is. I don't, this is just, this is it. <laughs> this is it. Yeah. Strap in. Yeah, this I, is a one hour ride of this. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you boys like Mexico. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh I'm yeah. just going to assume you said thank you, because guess what? <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, no. I, dude, honestly, that's one of my things from like way back in the day. There was a, a bartender that I really, she was just a, a great person, but also a great bartender. And that was like her little niche of things was she'd always, whatever she did, she would always just say you're welcome afterwards. Mm-hmm. So whether it was like an insult or I'm getting you your, your this, it doesn't matter. It was always just You're like, welcome. You're welcome. But she'd be all like super cute about it and like, you know, bat, like bat her eyes and show off the freaking, you know, the, the freckles and whatever else and just yeah, super big smile. Like, whatever yeah, else? Yeah. No. It's the whatever as far else. As her presence. No, what? Oh. Oh, geez. Come on. I didn't know what you were getting at there. Have some respect for yourself. <laughs> Have some respect, but what is it? Oh. Got some sound issues over here. Yeah, we did. We uh, a little little interference from. That's all right. We can uh, we can fix that. Can we? I mean, I mean, usually that's uh, this. We'll see. This is why we do um, our warm up show, the green room, right? So we can figure all this stuff out because we were having some issues before. But right, we're just we're just coming off of that, and everything seemed like it ended okay. But we may have some. Well, normally you don't hear those when I'm in the other room, but I'm in the back. Another back room, 
<laughs> Saturday. Yeah. It's Saturday, bro. <laughs> it's not Saturday, actually, but, you know. <laughs> Gonna have to have you come in. I have to go ahead and ask you to come in. On Saturday. While you're at it. Yeah. Just gonna go ahead and ask you to come in on Sunday too. Oh man. It's uh you know, regular hours. <laughs> uh, nine o'clock, you know, it's I know when he's leaving all the voice <laughs> mm, yeah, Peter. Everyone starts with yeah. Let's <laughs> bill again. Boop. Yeah. Boop. Oh yeah. Boop. Yeah. <laughs> I think he just like unplugs in, like knocks it off the table or something. Yeah. Careless. And trash. <laughs> I mean, dude, that's what I would do. Lumberg? Lumberg. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the name alone says I'm a douche, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's, oh, how about you move over to the left just to, yeah. See, the thing that I, and this is, I think, so Office Space, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, is the same guy um, that does Beavis and Butthead. I think it was the same um, same writer or something like that. Writer, producer, or something. Yeah, something to that yeah. effect. I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, Mike Judge. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Pretty sure it's a, it's like a production. Of Which his. I thought was hilarious when I found that out. I was like, this really is kind of like the adult version of Beavis and Butthead. What do you, there is such a thing, right? Well, because there's to me, there's like so many cool little scenes in that movie that just the scene by itself is hilarious, like total exterior, no content what's or context whatsoever of the movie itself. If you just saw that scene, it's funny, you know, like it just like the printer copier machine. You when they go like all ghetto on it and they take it out and the I <laughs> got you a going away it. gift. I don't, and no more paper jams on this thing. Bow. Yeah, and Mike was going nuts. Yeah, and that was the thing is like so even the mean the music that they were playing like the whole this whole gangster rap. Yeah, it was the up. whole scene in and of itself is like what really spoke it, and it was just like you as like a white collar cubicle type worker, you know, basic level drone type. That's just like I oh, input data. Yay! Here's a memo. Yeah, like you know that humdrum boring crap, and it's like. We've all had that fantasy where it's like, we want to destroy that thing. Yeah. What do you mean there's no more toner? I just put a cartridge in. Dude, oh, just want to break that. Now thing. they're all blinking. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same kind of thing. Yeah, man. Yeah, so I get that. You know, it's but, a rough life, man. It's a, yeah, I mean, honestly, it is. It's, it's a rough life. It's, uh, then, see, when you think of like nine to five. And you know, if you're lucky enough to have an original idea, somebody else just takes it from you. I mean, I don't know about that. Well, I mean, it's... it's, it's Not all. You can't endorse this. This is our... We don't, we don't speak factually here, just so you're aware. No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> our, our fact checker, however, does... Saying, we're talking about coming from like a, a big corporate environment. Yeah, you were one of them cute you know, boys. It really was just like a number. Yeah, man. I mean, I like I had a number. Like, yeah, <laughs> that was that was on my ID. Like it was. Yeah, right. It might as well have been my name. Like I could use that number anywhere I went. Yeah, right. No, that's. I think that's that's also it's a part all about, of man. 
It's like the man holding you down. Well, so I think there's been studies on there's a there's I think there's like a psychological aspect to that where you where you're literally being numbered. So whether it's your your work ID or you know if you're your it's your prisoner ID or if it's your your military you know ID like whatever you get section into understanding that you know you're part of a bigger machine. I think there's like you know what I mean. So that, yeah, they they kind of dehuman human humanize you by like. Making you a number, literally de- dehumanize you and and make you yeah. But they give you money for it, so it's one, okay. One of the masses, yeah. But you know, you get to buy stuff, so that's dope. <laughs> <laughs> totally makes up for it, man. I can buy me some Mickey D's now. Okay, he'll give me some fries and a shake. Okay, I can buy the gas that goes in my car. It gets I hate to work. <laughs> Dude, and you know, I mean, like sometimes it felt like that. You know what I mean? Well, so. Like I work, I work hard enough to to pay the bills and to put gas and insurance on the car so I can get it to work and back, so that I can make money, so that I can put money into the house, so I can <laughs> pay for a car to get back and forth to work. <laughs> well, see, and I think that's that's a lot of like why you there work is to live, to live to work. Well, I mean, that's the way, I mean, you should be doing it so that you have that better balance. I don't mind breaking even if I'm like having a little fun with it. You know what I'm saying? Well, so to me, that seems to be like why things now movement wise, you get, you're getting these younger generations that move into the heart of the cities again. And, you know, they freaking, they walk or they Uber or whatever the heck, or, you know, they take bikes or they don't, they're not, they're still doing the whole city thing, but they're not subscribing to all of those standard you know, materialistic ideas. So they still live almost like a very minimalistic, but in the city. So you still get like everything kind of a thing. It's it's hard to live minimalistic in the city, but yeah. Well, when you have everything that's like, like right there. When you're home for the night. Yeah. Know. Like, do you want water? Do you have to pee? Okay. You're good. That's it. Like whatever <laughs> clothes you brought with you. Like <laughs> that's it. Basic shit. It's, it's, it's relatively warm in the house. There's running water. See, that's why I like the idea of doing the There's whole- There's juice, eggs, and milk in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I like the idea of doing the whole food forest, like literally living off the land, being being one with everything, finding that balance and stuff where you have what you need and want. Well, you've been talking about this idea for a while about having having yourself a little private farm. Pretty much. I think that's a pretty cool idea. Like, you know, when you want corn, you just go in your backyard and you pick some corn. Yeah. You know, or peppers and, or and if you want things that are out of season, like, I mean, I guess, I guess you would just have to start canning or, um, preserving. Well, so pickling. this is where you and I, I was talking about doing the whole food forest thing. And you said to me, you're like, oh, well, you're going to have to live more Southern, like towards the equator. So you get like that warmer climate. I was like, bro, I can just freaking greenhouse that. And you're like, well, won't those trees get so big? I'm like, do you keep them trimmed back? And you know, they still produce. But yeah, I mean, you could do a, a full, almost like mini biosphere where it's just like massive greenhouse in your backyard that you can just constantly- Like nine, 10 feet, 10 foot tall. Like, I feel like it would have to be- Oh yeah, no. I mean, you're, you're talking, yeah, you're talking like a 15 to 20 foot tall. Because if you basically want to start, you know, whether they're dwarfed plants or not, like you basically want to start dwarfing the plants that you have by- In a sense. Clipping them high um, often- so that they yeah. grow more wide than... Pretty much. Yeah, basically. Yeah, but I mean, because you're also talking about only producing so much food for, you know, like a few people or something or a small community. Yeah, or, you're you not, know what I mean? So you're not trying to feed the world. 
Yeah. Yes, I don't need to have these massive orchards. I can well, just have a couple I mean, of. What were we saying? Like back in the day, like like, or there's still places in the world where you can go to market where there's no money involved at all. Yeah, there you was know, like um, that whole concept that that basically you, you produce water. you produce whatever you need within your means for your own family, but there's always going to be extra. Right. If you're doing it right, there should be. Right. You know, there's always going to be some extra. So whether it's you know cowhide or meat or you know heck even a good or service or something like whatever you can provide that's exchangeable for another good or service you know you don't have to involve money cuz once you involve money then it's tax then it's all kinds of other stuff that you have to worry about well see i i think it goes a little bit further than that to me when like you i think it were, it would require a a certain amount of it would require a certain amount of um, community response. You know what I mean? It, re- it would require um, people taking responsibility for their actions and what they can produce and how they produce it. You know, because the rest of, the rest of society within your niche is going to respond in kind if they don't like the direction that you're headed. It's going to self-correct. Yeah, accountability and all that good stuff. Yeah, and that's to me the the whole putting a value on something that that everybody can agree is the price of that. It, to me, I don't think is very like that is very superficial. Where instead, if it's and you're not going to try to undercut, you're not going or you're not going to try and bilk somebody because you know it's like this is this is a livelihood. So what I you know. My value isn't only in my good or service, but how I sell myself. And the, yeah, the relationship. And, and the repercussions that that has on not only myself and my family, but my neighbors. Yeah, that's why like it, I would be- no, I, I would love be, that idea that there's no, exchange of, there's no exchange of actual physical money at all. Yeah, because I would rather give somebody, you know, a dozen eggs every week for the fact that they painted my house or some shit, you know, or fixed my car. Yeah, or, for so many weeks you get, you know, yeah. half of whatever eggs we get mm-hmm. from our, yeah, I mean, that would be a fair that. payment. Right. And that's, and that to me, I mean, and that has, even today that has value, you know. Have you ever seen the Bada Kings? I'm sorry, <clears throat> Barter Kings? Um, it's a show where literally, like, they go and they'll go on Craigslist and they'll, like, research whatever somebody's giving away for free or something and they'll go get it. Or they'll do, like, a trade where zero money. And it's the whole thing is these two guys compete to see who could trade to get, like, the best thing in the end. So, like, they'll make, like, five trades to get their goal item at the end. So, say one wants, like, a speedboat. So, like, have this rinky ding bicycle. He'll he'll trade it for something else, and he'll trade that for something else, and that for something else, and then that for the the boat. And then he'll do it the entire thing with no money whatsoever. It's all free trade spotters mm. or like services or stuff like that. So it's it's kind of funny to watch them because they have to get creative sometimes. But I do like the fact that there's no money involved in it. Yeah, I don't it's think I've. Uh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, I've never. Um, I've never seen that myself. If you're going to be lax, you can. You just got. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we're already having enough I'm technical difficulties. We can't. And I am trying to relax. 
And we can't have you just, you know, half-assing it over there. Why not? Limping it in. That's not what we do here, bro. I ain't got no ass anyway. Well, that's why you can't half it. You gotta, you gotta all it. Gotta, you, so you gotta can, use the whole. You need all the non-existent there. ass that just I to, have, just to make sure. I just have a place where my legs come together. <laughs> Baby, don't got back. <laughs> yeah. Baby, don't got back. Doesn't really. It doesn't. I'm not feeling it. Yeah. I don't want none. If you got buns on, you're like, wait, what? That doesn't. That's not how it goes. What? It is now. You can't. That's mixed a lot, man. You can't mess with that. I just did. No, we can't I, do that. I just did. I don't want to offend anybody. What are you gonna do about it? That's me. Stop messing with my mic. Because I, like, I don't know where to be. I got. Am I over here? I have it for you. I'll have. Oh, you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got me. nothing over this. What you got? Yes, dude. yes, old man. <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> I did like that. I just, straight. Oh, yeah, you did get me on that one earlier. Uh, I mean, I have to say, I do enjoy a good button hook once in a while, and you, you throw me for a loop, and I, I do appreciate that, so it's really good. We do that for each other, right? I think it's one of those components as to what really solidifies how well we work as like a friendship because we, we ground each other in that sense. You know, we, we could be talking about some real deep, serious shit. Yeah, we can be putting it in. And right? then suddenly, out of left field, if somebody's got to break it down, just some hair. stupid joke comes flying so, out. I, but we can't help it, honestly, at this point. Like, it's just programmed and like, into us. And like, you can't help but laugh because you're like, this idiot. Yeah, and that's what knows like, me so well. <laughs> you, 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 you're good, you. You, you, you're the guy. You, you're the guy. You're good. You're good, you. You're the guy. But yeah, no, it's, that's it's, what that's what you need in conversation. You know what I mean? Because it's it, it is. I mean, that's what I feel like. It, if you're not if you're not talking about something real, I mean, something real is gonna sometimes it's gonna cut deep. But at the same time, like it doesn't all have to be like I'm not gonna just sit there and pour vinegar on it. You know what I mean? I'm it, have the moment, enjoy the moment for what it right, is, right. and then move on. And, and I mean, that's very much what you and I have become as we've gotten older and hopefully wiser, maybe not smarter, <laughs> probably not smarter. That's for sure. But wiser, maybe Just don't take yourself too serious. You that's all I got. Don't take yourself too serious. You can't. Yeah. What is it? What is it? If you take yourself too serious, you'll never get out alive. Right. Is that what it is or something? But yeah. It's, um, I mean, what was it? Oh, I mean, I don't know. But I mean, if you, <laughs> if you take yourself too seriously, no one else will. I mean, that's the way I think of it. I just, I got, I really was in a place where I feel as though a lot of my, like what I would say my suffering or my ills or the things that I was upset about mm -hmm. were very much like self-induced. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, in, instead of me worrying or putting myself into these quandaries, like literally I used to have you know, anxiety and panic attacks because I, I do it to myself and I, I came to that realization and it took me time to realize what I had done and how to do it. And like, you know, I worked on it and, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy, positive conditioning, all that kind of stuff. And really just focused on moving past it. But, you know, it's, it's one of those things where whether you, whether you put it into yourself or not, like you still kind of have cool. to. So I, I just got to a place where it's like, you know what, if, if I seem to be 
self-actualizing all of these things, if I'm in this place where I'm making it come to life, like literally into fruition, that, you know, I'm just going to be, I'm going to be happy about stuff and, and be more appreciative of the things I have and where, you know, where I've been and where I'm coming from and, you know, where, where I want to go and the things that I have currently. And, you know, most of this isn't even like physical possessions. It's more of moments and loving family and friends and positivity and just great experiences, you know, and, yeah, I just I came to a place where it's like I it's up to me to choose and I'm gonna choose this. Or even I mean moments that you never share with anyone else. You know, moments where you've learned to grow all on your own just by reflecting on yourself. You know, I think that there's a lot of that missing. And I I can't say about the rest of the world, but it just seems like it happens less than maybe it used to. That people taking time to self-reflect and actually. And you know what? Like, I think it's due to the fact that we have so much freaking availability of information. Everything is, everything's available at, at the, you know. I mean, we joke about it, but you know, button. It, that was so 23 seconds ago. Like we get so inundated with so much literal data and information that, yeah, we just move on to the next thing and ingest more. Next, ingest again, next. But like it, overconsumption and it, just overwhelming it, nature, so we don't have time to think, right? It always cracks me out because, like, being somebody like the the way that I am, like I look I look to the heart of something, like so. Um, you know, it many many different walks of life, and as old as you can go in in spiritual texts and stuff, the most important thing that's always been held tantamount to anything else is is knowledge of self. And it's so funny that, that it something so close is so elusive. <laughs> you know, like when do people actually take, and it, me included, it takes something like saying, hey, three nights a week, I'm going to take one hour just dedicated to, I'm going to shut off all electronics. I'm going to light a candle. I'm going to. You're gonna draw yourself a bath. Takes <laughs> whatever it is. Take take <laughs> some take some quiet time alone. To yeah. no no raucous music. No, <laughs> like I'm gonna put myself in a space and I'm just gonna kind of reflect and I'm gonna whether I'm just breathing and and focusing my energy or whether I'm going over past experiences and and how I was affected and how I can learn how to better adapt to my environment, whatever it is that you're thinking about, but like to take time and reflect. Yeah. I mean, that was honestly, that was the thing that got me further. That was the thing, like literally just self-reflection, correction, honest self-reflection. non being judgmental. Impeccable. Yeah, being impeccable, which at the time I didn't know that's what I was attempting like, can to you, do. Can you look at yourself and go, you're a jackass. Yeah, I know. But there's something about me that's always going to be like this. So just enjoy it. You know, because there's, there are, I mean, I know from, for me personally, there's, there's things like, there's so many things in your mind where you hear that voice in the back of your head go, you need to do this. And you're like, yes, I know. <laughs> you know what? I just don't want to. <laughs> I, I, I completely agree with it. And, you know, same time frame where, you know, I'm figuring stuff out and going through things. I started to say yes to myself more. So that weird little voice is just like, well, blah, blah, blah. And whether it's negative or not, 
I would find a way to spin it and be positive because that's really what I was attempting to do. So even my own little negative chirping voice in the back of my head was like you were having a a duel with it, but it became trying to outsmart it. Well, in a sense that I was starting to try to positively condition it so Mm -hmm. that it it, eventually I got to a place like, so that came first. Well, so now I'm kind of in this place where more times than not, that little voice in my head is just like, oh, bro, remember this. And it's just like, thank you, man. I appreciate you, brother. And so it that voice has gone from those negative well, things to I mean, if you ever run into a situation like that where you're just like, you know what? Like, and I'll be right in the middle of something and I think I'm suffering. And then I look up and I realize I really needed a moment of humility. And this mm-hmm. came at exactly the right time. And you'll just smile to yourself as you're knee deep in shit. You know <laughs> right? what I mean? It's, it's, it's one of those things about life that, that it's so funny how, you know, life or heaven or hell, if you want to believe it's all in what you make it. Yeah. Um, Cause I mean, what's the, old- if you view everything as, as a challenge to overcome or a task to make it through, I mean, would that not make it, and, and living each moment in the moment, it, wouldn't that be a better way to live? And I think that's, that goes back to the idea that heaven and hell and earth are actually all the same places. It's just what you're perceiving, which goes to that, that conversation that we all have. About. But it's hard to say. I mean, is it even the same place? I mean, because when you're, when you're there and you're in the thick of the darkness. Well, so here's the thing. It doesn't matter how bright the sun is shining. Correct. Well, that's why I said it comes down to your perception. So here's the deal is earth is still earth and you can see it as heaven on earth or hell on earth or whichever because it's what you're perceiving. So if you think it's all miserable, crappy, dark, blah, 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 whatever, that's going to be your perception. That's going to be the stuff you see. Whereas in actuality, there's plenty of stuff that's out there that's all positive, beautiful, and loving, but you're just, you've literally trained your brain to not see that stuff. So now you're living a literal hell on earth. And it's all because some of it, I mean, because like you always say, everything kind of comes back to reflection on self. I think it does. I mean, if if we're supposed to be as a whole, a part of all things, as all things are a part of us, then it would be a reflection. When you yell at somebody else about something that disturbs you about their behavior, it's usually something that you feel inadequate about within yourself. That that it's always um, projection is what you say. And psychology speaks a lot about that, especially when it comes to my my perception with it is that when it comes to particularly negative things, more times than not, it has everything to do with that person and nothing to do with you. You were just that component that triggered when somebody's, something. When somebody's attacking you. Yeah, even Or just yelling towards you or like anybody being negative, they're projecting and it really has everything to do with themselves right there and they're just, they're fighting it. They're, they're not willing to accept that that's the reality and they should work through it and past it and learn from it and just be done. You know, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's one side of it. The other side of it is, you know, they've made their mistakes and they look at you and they're worried for you and genuinely and want you not to make the same mistakes that they made. But then they wouldn't come at you in a negative manner. They'd be more impeccable in their expression most likely. It's not always that easy. You know what I mean? Of course not. Because you're like, I don't want to waste time. 
All right, so let me. And then, no, my, but this is an honest. This is an honest train of thought, right? Right. I don't want. I don't want to waste time pussyfooting around with this guy. Like, get the off your ass. Get a job. Do whatever it is you got to do. But people don't always respond to that. But it it is kind of natural to want to just like rush into it and just say, you know, hey, I've been through that. You don't understand. But it's like, no, you don't understand. Because guess what? Experience is the best teacher, and pain is the best teacher. And see, that's why I'm saying that individuals like you and me, where we do self-reflect, we know these things. We wouldn't come at somebody in that fashion. We wouldn't be aggressive. We'd have that conversation and make our statements so that we feel validated and heard, as well as making sure that we also feel as though you've literally heard us. Doesn't mean, you know, you lead the horse to water. Doesn't mean it's going to drink. But I mean, I don't, I don't, in that kind of situation, I don't care if I'm validated. That's not really what, you know. If it's if it's something I feel like I'm sharing that's that's life changing and important, I hope you hear it. Well, and that's if what there's I'm a saying. message. If there's a message that I'm trying to get across, I just hope that you hear it. But that's what I'm saying is you would be as impeccable as possible. Like you would attempt. Yeah, to be, because I'd hope to hell that I'm getting the message across correctly and succinctly. Yeah, right. And yelling at somebody's not going to do that, and you know that absolutely. So that's why I'm like, in that regard, I don't feel that anybody would do that. So if they're being negative. Getting emotional, yes, but not yelling. There's a di- there's a difference between being <laughs> poignant and being a douche. I get that. Don't be a douche. And Don't that's be just a, yeah. just a, as a general rule. Yeah, that's, we're going to make that into a sweatshirt. One. I think that yeah. needs to be a sweatshirt. Just, hats, just bumper stickers. Just, just everything. Just don't. Spaceballs be a the t-shirt. Yep. Spaceballs the flamethrower. It will be there. Spaceballs the cereal. Spaceballs the lunchbox. Can we do that? <laughs> I'm, I'm like telling a, you the flamethrower. Like a flamethrower keychain. I mean, Elon Musk has a flamethrower. Why can't we? Right? <laughs> Isn't that a, sure? I don't. I, is that I don't thing? think it actually operated. I think it was more no. Like, it's, it, dude. Though Joe Rogan said they were like f- throwing flames down the hallway. Like it doesn't shoot like crazy, but you know, it, it shoots flames. Bro. It has like it's supposed to be like for another purpose. I can't remember what it was. I could see. I don't know. He's he's got a flamethrower, bro. Anyway, Who cares? Sidetrack. Tangent, man. We've already tangent. We can't tangent any we further. Can't do that. There's whatever no. we want. But no, yeah, so seriously, going back to the idea that if you are in this place of self-reflecting, you typically find happiness and peace through, as you're saying, those struggles or hardships because you accept them for what they are and you learn from them. And well, then you having that knowledge, in turn, wanting to express that, express it. You don't yell it. So yeah, if you're, if you're being negative, it really, it really is coming from the fact that you're fighting yourself because that's that internal struggle. You're just not aware of it. So you're but I mean, if, if you're the person that feels you need to make change in a certain direction, you need to make change in that direction because that's how you feel. It's not because of what anybody else, and, and when, you, when it really all boils down to it, it's not because of what anybody else says, because you knowing that you know, you're not giving 100% in this area is going is gonna to consistently bother you until you find a way to fix that. Right. I always find that I'm generally my worst critic. And when somebody points out something that that's an insufficiency of mine that I'm already well aware of, then I get pissed. Cause I'm like, I know. <laughs> well, that sounds more like frustration than being pissed. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it is, it's frustration, but it's like, you know, we'll see in that regard. You're but not- there was a moment where you have to allow some compassion for yourself and be like, yes, I understand I'm working on it. It takes that's- time, bro. Well, that's, that's why what rule age number, starts to bring us. That's what that, rule number four or yeah. agreement number four, do, do your, your best, best always. always. Jinx. Oh, now I can't talk. <laughs> oh, man. 
Oh, and that was one of the videos that was shared, wasn't it? It was. It was. Uh, it was your guy that wrote the four agreements and his son, and it was either <laughs> it was either one of the ones that was shared, or I just went down a hole from one of the. I'm going to say you shared. went down a rabbit hole. I don't remember that one. But I mean, uh, dude, sometimes you guys start getting into a serious chat, and then when I catch up, I'm I'm like an hour or two behind. But it's like two days worth. It feels like it's just like. But I mean, that, we both do that, like because we and then I think honestly, I think we're dragging her down. <laughs> well, and then I'm and then I look away and I'm doing something else for a minute, and then I don't realize that it actually skipped to another video. Sometimes Dude, I hate when that happens. Sometimes it happens. I'm like, wait a minute, this isn't what I was watching. I know, like I'd be watching something about Atlantis, all of a sudden they're just like talking about like dump trucks. I'm like, wait, what? What? No, they are not. This oh. this isn't where I parked my car. I got button hooked by the freaking. I hate when that happens. I hate. Hate when that happens. I get so angry. Chase oh. me. Chase me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I mean, I'm I'm okay with the idea of going down the rabbit hole in a sense if it is very much, yep, yeah, purposely. Like you know, like we just said, if if it's the fact that we forgot or got sidetracked all somewhere like, wait, this isn't this is not what I was watching. When did this finish? What is going well, 20 this, minutes? This particular in. video was pretty cool. It was it was it was a conversation but who was the guy we were just talking about? That like I said uh, I think his name's Miguel. No, 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 no. The the um the interviewer, the the one podcaster that Oh, Aubrey? Yeah. Aubrey. Aubrey. Aubrey Mackett. So it was, yeah. it was Aubrey and the guy who wrote the four agreements and his son were all in a chat together in this particular one. Okay. And it was, it was really cool. It was really eye opening. I mean, they're just, they're talking things simply through, but it's, it's, it's really like on an energetic level. It's not like on an, on a finite, like, you know, issue based, you know, it's like the way that they're talking through things. And it was really, um, I like that Aubrey. I've seen a couple of his. He's. I do like him. He's interviewed some of some of um some of our favorite hot topic people too. I mean, yeah, you were telling me that on uh, break earlier. Yeah, like the, um, a, a couple of the people that we've really fallen into as far as interest wise with you know the way that they conversate and the way that they carry themselves and yeah, very much like JP. Um, has he done Has he done Joe Rogan yet? Like, has he been on his show? Yeah, no, I think I think he has talked to Joe Rogan at least once. Because, I mean, so Joe Rogan's more the type, you go to him, he doesn't come I to you. I love that. But that, but that's, but he's, you know so I'm mean? just going like, to put that out there right now. Joe. <laughs> do, do, do you want to see, like, get on, yeah, this is Joe Rogan, we love you, bro. I would totally so get on Joe you. Rogan. I'm a nobody. I would love it. <laughs> but, see, uh, but this is what's great about us is, you know, the running joke of a couple of nobodies talking about nothing. But that's what it is. Because, because in the grand scheme of things, we really aren't this amazing, special, you know, whatever. Like, but I'm, we, I'm not but a doctor. Are. Yeah, I'm, but, I'm not even. But a at dentist. the same time, we are because we're we're free. Like we're truly free. We express ourselves. We 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 get to talk and share and feel, and we never feel bad about it. Like we only feel good, and we keep putting as much. Well, of it. like we're just we're really good people. Like the literally. less I feel like I have to filter my speech, the better. Well, as you should, because again, as I was saying, like as you get older and wiser, hopefully as we're doing, you become more impeccable, which means that you're less likely to be negative or project. You're more likely to offer almost anecdotal. You know, no, I'm going to tend to be more particular about like how and what I say. You know what I mean? Like, because I always talk about the the thing in the Matrix where the old guy's talking to Neo and he's giving the story about like the machines and this, that, and the other. 
And he just looks at me. He's what's like, the oh, point? yeah. He's like, what's the point? He's like, what, what point? No point. He's like, old men like me, we know there's no, there's no point to making a point. They tell you, I a don't story. need to make a point anymore. I made my point when I was yeah. young. <laughs> they tell you a story to offer you a bit of, you know, reflection. Or, but really, there, there is, and there always was a point to that. Like, yeah. The, the poignant part was if, if you were paying attention to this story, you would have understood that already. So I'm not going to, you know, but what you say, oh, there's no point. Yeah. Of course, there's no point. No, but absolutely, there's a point. But it's also, and you know, and you, you know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know. But in not making a point, it also allows the receiver of this information to make their own point from it. It has to be stumbled on on, on your own. Yeah, that's why I'm that's really where the power of all these things. That's why experience tends to be the best teacher, unfortunately, because it's not until you stumble on it to yourself where those uh, hundred other times that your your folks had told you not to do something, you finally do it and you go, Now I get it. Now it all makes sense. <laughs> you know, I don't think I really had too many of those. Oh, everybody's gotta at least have one of those moments. No, like I don't <sighs> You know, like the, you'll shoot your eye out, you know, like <laughs> now I get it. I, I get it. No, I, uh, I, so I've always been very observant. Like that's what one of my things is pattern recognition. So I'm just, I'm always observing. Like I'm literally just ingesting stuff going on around me. And my parents very much raised me on the idea of be smart and learn from other people's mistakes as well. So I would, I would, very much heed the word or look at or find a way to kind of work around it or you know because I don't, I don't like being told no but at the same time I can't defy physics you know <laughs> stuff still breaks and burns but yeah I, I was very much more the type to yeah heed the word of your elders and and really try to just you know but not but not also do it so that it holds you back and keeps you from doing things but move forward in a little bit more cautious or experienced manner than you would have before. So yeah, that's why I really didn't have too many of those or at all really. Cause it's just, yeah, I don't know. That's how my parents raised me. Just be smart. <laughs> it's just funny. Cause it's like, it's, it's in moments when you're doing exactly the opposite of what your folks are telling you, you should be doing when you're thinking about these quotes. <laughs> but that's the thing about wisdom though. That even through that thing that you're doing in the process of doing it, knowing it's the wrong thing to do, that voice is still in your head, repeating that knowledge and that wisdom. Right. That's why I'm saying when you get to the other point at the end of that and you go, why the heck did I do that? You go, man, they were right. Damn it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's still repeating in your head. You're like, you know, the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, see, I would like, so typically the lessons that I have to teach myself, you know, as far as like spiritual mentality, any of that kind of stuff, like emotional intelligence, you know, like truly living life, like making life mistakes. Nobody else can teach you that stuff. Yeah, I, those are the ones that it, it seems that those take me, <laughs> I do those a few times. It's usually when people offer like that, you know, that anecdotal information or experience, kind of like, I see your point. That's that's good. I'm gonna I'm gonna write that it, down. It can help, but only if you're perceptive to it. And that's the weird thing about it. Like, there's always somebody there 
you know, throughout whatever moments in your life that, that that's there and willing to help you. But I mean, and I know in retrospect, looking at past times in my own life, that it's, it's because I wasn't ready for it. And had I, had I been 20% more this and 20% less that at that very moment, you know, who knows what kind of opportunity could have befallen me back then 20 years ago. Yeah. You know, or how my life could have spun into a different, totally different direction. See, and that's a, Dr. Eric Thomas talks about that a lot in some of his talks is that be grateful that you didn't receive what you're asking for now because the likelihood is you're probably not ready for it. You're going to lose it. You know, because his big thing is the name well, of the- who's to say it wasn't already handed to you, but you didn't recognize it for what it was. Well, yeah, I mean, that's just an extension, but yeah, it's yeah. very true. Because I mean, it, it's a thing of, if you if you were truly meant to have it, you would be able to get it because he he's the type that it doesn't matter what you're asking for because it could be uh, emotional, spiritual, financial. You want betterment or abundance. He's, you know you have to be grateful for it, but you have to be in that appreciative state of it, you got you got to earn it. It's it's in it's in fighting that fact that we have a body and that we have natural needs and wants because honestly. We don't need for anything, and I think that's the beauty. Other than of like sustenance, <laughs> like well, no, but I'm saying and, the, yeah, yeah. the needs of the body is one thing, and but that's a balance between you know spiritually. You don't need anything, no. and I think that's what's funny when you come full circle with things like that is you come to the realization that you didn't really have to go. You didn't actually go anywhere. That's why it's always full circle. You know, you didn't actually have to go anywhere. You had to go the roundabout to figure out that you were exactly where you needed to be. Oh yeah, do I said all the time? So many times in my life where I've come to that realization that I'm like, if I had realized this a year ago, I wouldn't have had to go through that rigmarole. But I had to go through that rigmarole to realize I didn't need to go through (laughs) the irony of life, as it were, pretty much. Yeah, no, and I mean, yeah. Was oh, uh, because yeah, the the extension of uh, what I was saying with Doctor Eric Thomas is he's so much so with all of what you're doing that it's. It's not about just getting it. It's also about keeping it. So maintaining it, building right. your life and your habits around that. So that's why he's like, you know, be, be thankful you don't have it yet because you'd probably ruin it and then you'd feel bad and then you'd never get there. And he's like, so yeah, be, be okay with the fact that you got to crawl right now and accept it and just yeah. be, be okay with that. And, you know, we all have to do it. You got to start somewhere. But the fact is like, you know, the, the loop-de-loop, you know, I said that the journey, I use the mountain as the, the, the analogy of you're going up this mountain because you're looking at this other mountain and you get to the top of that and you realize it's like, no, it's, you're not still going up a mountain. There's another valley and now you got, it's like, well, I can't go that way. But there really is, there really is something to that when I said though, that there's moments in reflection on, on past times in my life now where I realized that had I been mentally prepared in a different way to handle a certain situation, it could have turned out completely differently. And my life could have spun off in a much better or much worse condition than it is now. And it's just, it, it, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it totally is what it is. And I'm not, do well, no, because I realized baby. halfway through that it could sound like, like I, I have regrets in my life, but I really don't feel no, that no, way. I didn't, I didn't get that vibe. Um, but that's why I gave you a do what it do, baby. It's just so funny. Like that, <laughs> that if, if, if we, it is what it is, but this is not that. 
that, you know, it may be the only difference between us and people that have all this crazy potential is just the fact that they've found a way to tap into and know thyself, which, which I think maybe that should be part of the title for tonight's show is know thyself that, that that's always been held tantamount. Like why? Because it changes your perception. Dude, wasn't that the saying that was over the freaking wall in the kitchen yes. in the Matrix? Yes. In Latin. Exactly. Right? Dude. See, no, it's like no skate to Ipsum or something like that. Bro, so not only do we come full circle in episodes, but we're also coming full circle of Green Room to like, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> How no, do I like, we do this? I like that. I like that. I mean, we don't, we literally don't plan this, but yeah, no, it's, um, but I mean, it's, it's, it's like some of these videos that we tend to share, you know, off, off the mic that yeah, kind of side puts, chats. that puts, I don't know, I can't speak for everyone, but puts me in a mindset of, of, you know, certain things that, it, that I always think about, you know, when it comes to consciousness and understanding why it is that we do what we do and this, this crazy role that, that spirit and the needs of the body and how that balances out. And I mean, cause if it wasn't for the needs of the body, we wouldn't do nine tenths of what we should. <laughs> you know this, I mean? This, Honestly, this is, no, it's very true. That's why I love this because you could just sit back and enjoy the fact that I have a consciousness and I have a being and I have a spirit and I have an understanding and I have a, I have a now that I can enjoy. And how easy would it be to just to fall into that now and just stay there? Like if you didn't need to eat, if you didn't need to sleep, if you didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think so what we seem to be getting on our journey, spiritual research education wise, is that the construct that we're in is more or less a means to experience time as a human, like literally both parts in that sense. Well, time. Well, so time is mindful and present. Well, so if, if time is tied in with matter, so that's kind of a weird, so that's the thing is, so we as actual entities or souls, as we'll call them on the other side and the other dimensions, the things that we can't see because they resonate on frequencies that our bodies don't pick up on, you know, that kind of stuff. We, we literally don't, get to be a part of it or see it, even though that's what we are. So that when we cross into this world, it's a very much a learning experience of, can we move past through? So it's coming from being one kind of entity and trying to embrace this human experience. So it's very much like I'm a soul having a human experience is kind of how I look at it. I know that's one of the things I trip over and I don't know if this is like off completely from where you're, where you're going with this, but. That's what um, we do here, bro. Let's have it. But like trying to, and whether I'm having a conversation with somebody else or whether I'm trying to talk it out in my own head, but the concept of the, the fact that, that your life, life goes on, life is eternal. Okay. It's this body. It's the matter that, degrades and passes on that right the vessel that the the life the life is what continues and the life has always been like there really is no way to know where the beginning and the end is because during the moment of consciousness when i realize i'm conscious i'm looking at myself knowing that i'm looking at myself through the 
<laughs> and from a different perspective, you are the result of a pinhole in a blacked out globe. You are the result of a pinhole with light coming out of it. You are part of the whole. And trying to understand this, what that means for your person that you as Philly D is tied to a body. You know, to say that, well, like people have this really difficult, and me included, have this difficult a way to try and understand and comprehend what it means to reincarnate into another life is it's not me because when you say me, you mean all the life experiences that you've had within this shell and how that's affected you and your emotional stability when it comes to whatever it is, like your personalities, all that is what you are when you're here. Right. Once you're not here, you are just spirit. And that's why it's, it's really kind of hard to understand. Like you're not separate from anything. You are completely all together again. And it's not you. <laughs> there's, that's why there's no identity. Yeah, yeah. It's the moment. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah, like that's what, that's what JD was saying, right? That's a, whole, like, it's a wild concept to think of though. Like, well, so that's why, what like, were you before you were born? So what he, are you after you die? Just soul energy. I mean, you know, it's matter can't be destroyed. It can only be remade. It's into something you, else. but it's not you. You know what I mean? Like, well, and that's what I That's the difference between your soul and your body and you know, your mind. Cause your, your, your mind controls the body and your soul controls the mind. That's how I look at it, but we typically allow our minds to control our souls. Like I think the body is nothing more than a reflection of the spirit. Wait, I mean, it's, dude, a it's, it's a physical, it's, it's a it's lower vibrational physical representation of your spirit. Yeah, it's an avatar. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing is I, I very much... Do we always get deep like this when we're on like our last 10 minutes or is it just... <laughs> If you'd like to tell us, <laughs> write in. If you'd like to make a call, please hang up and try again. <laughs> All circuits are busy <laughs> due to the earthquake in the area. Like what? Access denied. Access denied. Access denied. Enhance. <laughs> Just print it. But see, I, I very much feel if, if the idea is to have a human experience, to be incarnated as a human, is to see what that experience is like, to have those kind of moments in memory, to feel time, all that stuff. If, if, that's the, if that's the thing, to me, it's almost as if we cosmically are these... Well, I mean, that's, that's the thing. Is this a classroom? Well, so I feel more so it's almost as if it's like... The Matrix, in the sense, it's just a VR video game. You just you get uploaded into this system to figure out betterment for you. Whether it's I can figure out how to make this system work better, so we can learn from it better, or if it's like you know I hack the system, or you know, or if it's literally just like The Sims slash Grand Theft Auto. But it doesn't even matter if you do better this time around, well, because then when you come out of it, you realize, but we need to do better. 
So I need to go back so I can help other people come along. Like, is that really what's been going on for millions of years? Well, because, all right, so think about this. If we keep getting- That's so deep, man. Right, well, because, all right, so think about If we keep getting more and more humans, that means more and more entities are willing to- Beings of light, by the way. That's what that means. But- Hugh, man. Cool, great. Thanks, Tangent, man. Beings of light, sorry. <laughs> but no, if- if Hugh. If that's if that's the thing is like we keep going in to do this and we keep getting a larger population of humans, to me that means more and more entities are playing the game because they're trying to figure it out. Because I mean, why else? We, or either that, or they're just they're all having fun because cosmically, as you look in on it, realizing that it's your friends making an ass from themselves. They're like, look at him; he's stressing out. He gave himself anxiety. Now he needs meds. What a moron! Like it's just you I know, don't think it would be that at all, but. But what if, you know, because why else would we keep having a greater, greater population? Like sad under still like, oh. But why would, we keep, <laughs> why would we keep getting a larger population of people that are basically attempting to have an experience and learn from it? Why would we be doing that? And then also at the same time, talk about how we all live in this world that seems to be so miserable. And it's like, it's, it's not. Like there is so much more well, beauty. In and it. I think this might be a little late in the episode to start talking about this kind of stuff. But well, it, I think we're it, kind of wrapping up it's, on it's it. Always made me, it's always made me wonder, is it, are there not powers that be out there that are trying to keep knowledge like this away from people? Has it not been happening for thousands of years? I mean, in Amazing some ways, it's, it's so difficult to think your way through that it's almost inaccessible to begin with. But doesn't it feel like this stuff should, you know, when we we're now coming to, and that's that's what gets me is like we're now kind of the point where like scientifically we can back up the fact that spirituality has a purpose, a reason, you know, because right. oh, yeah, we make yeah, these connections yeah, right. with self, we feel better, we feel more balanced, our health changes that there's there's a scientific backing to this now that we can actually prove some of these things. There's empirical there's data. There's empirical data. There's <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I figured you would have tried to throw that in there and you weren't so I was like I'm going to help you out. Right. I'm laughing for you is what I'm <laughs> So much fun we have in the matrix. But see but that's my point though is like what why would why would we be doing this if there wasn't a greater purpose to help us externally as these supposed all-knowing souls? But the, maybe this is the greater purpose to come to that understanding. Yeah, like the old Hindu belief is that that basically, you know, God was the only thing. There was nothing else. It was the creator. So in order to understand himself, he created, he split himself. We, he needed to be able to observe himself. Right. So he, where you get into the basic atom of hydrogen where you have like So that was the birthplace of, of a, a dualistic world, dichotomy, having, yeah. you know, every issue has two sides. Every, you know, you can't have black without white or light without dark. Or But then you also had to have a third perception of that so that you could see that that's what you were seeing. Well, that that's, yeah. Which yeah. you having that external perception, seeing yourself as split so that you can see that there's a reflection of it is where we get into well, the whole it, like Trinity thing and everything else too. Right, but it just, it, it continues to build on top of that. Which yeah. That's why I think they say three is like the, you know, the magic number, basically. It's the the true holy of holies because it, it, it makes all things 
viable and that we're talking like math everything like it's it's the the construct that we work with in a sense that's why the, the whole tesla thing where he's talking about frequencies vibrations thinking in the ideas of three six and nine there i feel very drawn to that for some reason like there seems to be a lot of truth well and that, that resonates and that, with me in that that conceptually that that stretches beyond physical matter as well yeah, that stretches and and bounces back and forth between the physical and the spiritual realm, or this this uh, ether that he would speak of. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's why when you introduced me to uh, to Walter Russell, I was like, I get this guy, I feel this. Like this is like, and that that's what that's what throws me is like you're talking about a guy that basically meditated himself into some of the some of the darkest recesses of science, well ahead of his time. Yeah. To the point where he actually figured out, you know, elements that came before hydrogen. You know, yeah. and like we've found some of them since then. Dude, I think this is going to be a great conversation. We need to come back to this conversation because, you know, it, it is time. It's always good. It's always good. It is time to stop now, it is, Mac. It is. It's time. <laughs> yeah. Got, got it. Uh, well, you know, you can't feed us after midnight, you know. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> don't get us wet is that what <laughs> no i think what it is is we're supposed to be saying that this show is called i'm telling you it is it is um, and and you're philly d yeah and mr gemini and miss jd over there and but, we, we hold it together and also we, we would like for people to reach out to us and help us continue the conversation at, at directions and music.org that's one of is the spots you, yeah or or you know you could message me Directly at uh, G E M I N I directions music.org. I like it when you do the robot bumming me out, man. <laughs> it's cool though. It's whatever, bro. Well, drop your stuff, man. What Philly D at directions music.org? The P H I L L Y D. Yeah, man. Yeah. You got to put, you got to put a little emphasis on the song. Yeah, we, we, we would keep going and we probably will once we shut the mics off, but. We, we just do. never really stop. We have a side chat. This and is what we do here. It never stops. But yeah, I want to get back to this whole this whole trendy idea with the atoms and stuff. It really it is. is. Yeah. Always. But uh, yeah, as um as always, we uh, we thank you for stopping in. We appreciate you so much, fam. Uh, yeah. Um, always be good. I'm telling you, hit us up email wise. Yeah, and then just do your thing and yeah, be good Come to on. yourself and be good to everyone else. That's right. Much love. Yeah. Peace. Peace. Peace.